give like to the people who aren't here or people who are just everyday people? How mm -hmm. could they be, I guess, advocates for diversity in the arts? Honestly, I think you, A, you have to bring your whole self. So I know a lot of us have to leave part of us behind when we go into different positions, but bring your whole self and walk the talk. So walk in your example, walk in what you're constantly fighting for and believe in and don't let anyone stray from that. Like you just have to walk in it every day and everybody can do that. Uh -huh. It's a very normal everyday thing, <laughs> like but really it's just walking right. in what you're saying. Hello and welcome to Voices Unheard, a weekly radio show that highlights music of lesser-known works and underrepresented composers, with interviews and conversations featuring local artists, collaborators, leaders, and friends. Every February, the annual Sphinx Connect Conference and Sphinx Competition held in Detroit, Michigan, serves as the epicenter for artists and leaders in diversity. At the time, I was working as the audience development coordinator for the Sphinx organization and had the opportunity to conduct various interviews with musicians, administrators, industry leaders, and diversity advocates. So this episode features two separate conversations from that weekend with Natalie Frakes and Kalita Jones. Both Natalie and Kalita are readily leading the changing pipeline of classical music through their social justice advocacy for the arts and education. Our conversations delve into how music can be a vehicle for social change, creating platforms and resources for underserved communities, balancing multiple roles as an artist, educator, and administrator, their personal vision for the future of classical music, and how can everyday people be advocates for diversity in the arts. Here's Voices Unheard with myself, Cameron Williams, Natalie Frakes, and Kalita Jones. Hi, my name is Cameron Williams. I'm the Artist Development Coordinator for the Sphinx Organization, and I'm here with Natalie Frakes and Detroit Public TV for a social media takeover here at the 2020 Sphinx Connect. Hello. Natalie, yeah, of course. Natalie is a violinist, music educator, and teaching artist. <laughs> Awesome to be here at Sphinx, and it's a, an exciting weekend. Very, very energized, and feeling <laughs> really good. Yeah. So, yeah. I want to start off by talking about. Can you? Can we just jump right into? You do multiple things. Wear yes. Multiple hats. Um. Yeah, and I think most musicians do that. You know. Um. Uh. I love to play. I think. You know. Um. That, I mean, that's the main reason I went into music is because I love music, and I, I want to play my violin. And, since I was four, but um, I found that I love teaching as well, and um, teach for Sphinx organization, I teach with the Overture program in Flint, and um, I really, really find a lot of value in that, and also balance a lot of other things, like <laughs> um, working and like doing arts administration and some other things, but um, yeah, I think the most important thing when you're doing a million things at once is just taking care of yourself right. and um, balancing that and being healthy. But um, yeah, I I think that like most um, most musicians and performing artists do have like have so many hats right. that they have to wear. And I think in something that's like this readily changing field of classical music and where it's going, you, you've got to be able to do more than just play your instrument. 
Right, and I think you do the same. Like yeah. you're a cellist, yeah. and you're, you know, you're working a radio station mm -hmm. and, and have your own radio show. And I think that's like a really cool thing. We, like, we all have amazing abilities when we're in the arts, and um, I think that's one thing that we need to like hold on to. Yeah, definitely. And with this idea of like, I know you teach with probably private students, and you work with students teaching on Flint. Um, kind of this idea of social justice through teaching. Can we talk about that for? for yes. Um, so when I go in front of any um, uh, group of students that I teach, I always try to understand where they're coming from. Like, what is your background? What are you? What are you thinking at all times? What um, What are your problems? Right. And, and like, I I really truly believe that it's my job to uh, be of service to like, alleviating those problems. Mm -hmm. um, um, so I was teaching in a suburb and just south of Flint for a long time, and you know those kids have just as many problems, if, even though if they're different than the kids in Detroit or Flint or anywhere else. And um, now I'm teaching at a school in Detroit, and you know I ask myself the same questions, and I ask them, and I present that to them, and say, hey, like what can we do to make music and to make a difference right. in this world? And like, what can I, I do for you to make your life better through music? Right. Like, this is my job. Mm -hmm. So um, constantly asking myself those questions and making sure that, um, yeah, I'm like being of service to that right, purpose, right, right, yeah. Right, and is, it, is that something that you think that's been readily changing since you've started or? Absolutely. Like how do you, basically it's like, how do you adapt to, I guess, because you, you work in local place, so I, I, I'm asking how do you adapt to the different communities? So right, and honestly, it's just getting to know your students and being really cool with them. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, you know, yeah, like, no, I like just like it. having a certain relationship with them and, and being approachable, mm -hmm. being somebody who they can talk to, mm -hmm. and um, and I've always found that that is the best solution. It's like, like where where are the kids spending their time during lunch? Are they are they in the cafeteria or are they in your classroom? And like ultimately, I want them to be in my classroom, uh, and um, I want them to be who they come to and can feel comfortable with um, to talk about the hardest mm -hmm. issues in their lives. Right. Um, I actually had a student come to me the other day, and she was like, "I just had a miscarriage. Like, I had no idea that she was pregnant." But and I know that's really that's a really deep. Um, subject to go on but you know teen pregnancy but I I think that that's really important and she's in my choir and you know she felt comfortable coming to me right. and telling me right. that and because, that's you ultimately have that, you have that relationship exactly. you build that relationship with your students right and mm -hmm. that's that's what you want because you can make really amazing music with people that you can trust and people that you can um you feel that you can like move forward with mm -hmm. in a purpose right so right. yeah well and Lastly, how can, or how do you think, I mean, we're here at the concert, right. but mm -hmm. how can everyday people kind of be advocates for this diversity within the arts? Um, <laughs> everyday people, <laughs> I love that phrase because it kind of reminds me of um, the song Everyday People by Sly and Family Stone. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard that. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Um, but I mean, everyday people are the ones who are supporting the arts, every, you know, um, they're the ones that are uh, coming to the concerts and the ones that are uh, advocating for the arts. So 
like I want to imagine a symphony where people from all over are coming. It's right. not, and from all different backgrounds right. um, are coming to support classical music. Um, I think that, yeah, I, I just, everyday people need to be talking about Sphinx, need to be talking about right. classical music and in these, their households. Right, and these conversations that we're having here at Sphinx Connect, I mean, these, Absolutely. these all need to be brought up and be voiced. Absolutely. Be voiced, Absolutely. So. Anything else you're looking forward to this week with Sphinx Connect or the um, competition? The I love, I mean, I love being at Sphinx. Yeah, like, it's yeah. like, it's <laughs> not the media. Like, you know, it's the vibe. Yeah, like, everyone's here. Like, we're all on the same page. It's just like people who get it, and it's really cool. Um, and I'm really happy to be here every single year. It's been many years that I've been here. So, um, the best part is welcoming people into Detroit because. Um, Detroit has a bad rap and I love this city and, and it's um, it's an amazing city that offers a ton of music, culture, um, arts and um, it's just awesome to have like so many influential people being here right. at the same time and um, like I can say like hey go to this restaurant or hey <laughs> you know it's right. just like hey go see this uh, this jam band you know yep. so it's, it's really fun. Um, and I think that's the thing I look forward to every single year. It's just seeing like, you know, everybody yeah, me too. connect and yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to do this. I really appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs>
Right, and also you had a panel discussion this, this morning as well. Yes, we uh, our panel is called More Than Face Value, and we talked about uh, what it means to be an arts administrator of color and advocating for um, our youth that are coming up through uh, programs like some of the ones I've worked with mm -hmm. and going into the university setting and what that means mm -hmm. and, and how to make sure that they are receiving the same resources and access that they need to be successful and right. to, to really be able to be just as competitive as everyone else. Right. So. And how is, do you think, I mean, being here, Sphinx Connect, vision mm -hmm. is the theme this year. Right. What is kind of the vision that you see for this this readily changing field and maybe, I mean, with technology, five, ten years maybe, like kind of what do you kind of see it going? I see, well, the way the conversations have been going <laughs> the last the last I mean the last eight to ten hours, I, I see some aggressive movement. I see a lot of changing in the landscape of who's actually attending Sphinx Connect. Right. Mm -hmm. um, there's now there's more ears to the ground, right? Mm -hmm. More major ensembles, major arts organizations that are like we're, we might not be doing something right. We we need to we need to fix this. Right, right, and So right. they're coming in yeah. and they're open to hearing it. They're open to the discomfort. And my hope is that they go back home and they take action and they they fight for what's right and they start to open up and widen that boardroom and that table right. to include other voices. Right. And no, I totally agree with that. And like, how can going off of that maybe in a way of like for the people who aren't here or people who are just everyday people, how mm -hmm. could they? I guess advocate for diversity in the arts. Honestly, I think you a you have to bring your whole self. So I know a lot of us have to leave part of us behind when we go into different positions. But bring your whole self and walk the talk. So walk in your example. Walk in what you're constantly fighting for and believe in, and don't let anyone stray you from that. Like you just have to walk in it every day. And everybody can do that. Uh -huh. It's a very normal everyday thing. <laughs> like but really, it's just walking right. in what you're saying. Right. And with the Sings Connect Weekend competition, is there any other panel discussion that you're participating or looking forward to or anything like that? So um, today I attended, um, I was just in the middle of the Consensus 2.0, forget about it, uh -huh. right before I ran in here. Um, but I was, attend I was kind of bouncing in and out different rooms just to hear different personalities and right. different presentations because I can always learn from other people's style of talking. Mm -hmm and to just hear what other conversations are sounding like in terms of shifting the landscape and really being intentional about programming and how you program and right. how you tell the story about your organization right. and making sure that no one feels marginalized, no one feels like they're a one-off, but they're actually part of the process. Right, right, right. So it's been really cool to see that. <laughs> yeah, I like yeah. that. And then do you have like a favorite, is there something that you're like just really looking forward to? I know I'm looking forward to the finals concert and the, uh, the premiere the spoken word. Right. I have to say, my favorite thing was the plenary last night with Michael <laughs> Ables. It just, I was, uh, well, first of all, I was starstruck because I'm like, here he is sitting on stage right. and he, he created the music at, for um, Get Out. And it just, it really, it was overwhelming, to be quite honest, to yeah. see someone of that caliber be so humble and be so open with his story and uh, how he ended up in this place. So that was, to me, that was really exciting because it set a bar for all of us that were sitting right. there. It really, the opening clinic really does set kind of like the tone right. for, the, for the weekend. Exactly. Yeah, so I thought it was, I thought he it was really, excellent. He really, he crushed that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Khalid, I want to thank you again for joining us for this quick short interview and taking your time with your busy schedule. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> it's a pleasure and yeah. honor.
Though our time was brief, I'd like to thank both Natalie and Kalita again for joining, as well as Detroit Public Television for their assistance and permission for allowing me to use the audio from these pre-recorded conversations. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy, and see you all very soon.